Two girls. I'm Stina. I'm Danielle. We want to focus on uh, television and movies in particular. Yes. Disclaimer that we are in no way film experts. A deep, like, dive. Be quiet. Whoa. I'm yelling. Back me up on this one. (laughs) Hey, you're listening to Two Girls Watch TV. Hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome to Two Girls Watch TV. I am Danielle. And I'm Stan. Can you hear me okay? Yes, I can. I'm Can You Hear Me Okay, Stina. <laughs> and this is our holiday episode. Woohoo! Yeah, woohoo. Yeah, woohoo. <laughs> or bah humbug. You know, whatever you want to say. Tomato, tomato, really. Christina. Danielle. This is not what I expect out of you. I know. But I woke up at 6 o'clock this morning <laughs> to watch this movie. Oh, my gosh. So before we go into the the winner what we're doing, I'm sure you can all tell by my tone if you've followed our Instagram stories, you can tell what we're gonna watch. Before we go into that, let's thank everybody yes. for participating. Thank so you. this was thank you all so much for your submissions. I was very surprised at how many people. I think like once you give people power, they're just like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. And it was like, hey, you get to control our episode, and everyone was like yes, I do get to control you and your episode. And it's like, whoa, 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 just the episode. And it's like, yes, I do get to control you and the episode. But I like it. I like that we had so many votes. It's like that episode of Parks and Rec where they all tried to, uh, they had to write in the New Town slogan and they chose something terrible. Oh, the du- uh, Crazy Ira and the Douche were trying to make it like Fart Bucket or something like that. Yeah. 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 I, we get it. Listen, when you ask the internet stuff, you got to expect answers from the internet. We're preparing ourselves for when we open a subreddit. We're opening a subreddit called well, we Hates Two Girls. We have to get a Reddit first. You need to get a Reddit first. I know. I know. Do you want to go over some of the runner-ups? Sure. So, okay. by our calculations, the second runner-up is probably, in my opinion, the most iconic Christmas movie. It's Home Alone. Our first runner-up is Home also- Alone, the regular one? Home, or Alone, Home Alone, Home Alone Lost one. in New York. Home Alone one. <laughs> Just checking. They're in Chicago. Sticky okay, Bandits fine. are in Chicago. Um, actually, no, they're the Leaky Bandits at that point. Um, How do you get lost in New York? The streets are numbered. <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. I had to. Our first runner-up is- also one of my personal favorites. I know. How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the Jim Carrey version, which if you look at the Rotten Tomatoes on How the Grinch Stole Christmas, it's abysmal and people have no clue what they're talking about. They want, because the thing is, Danielle, um, a lot of times people actually sit down in front of a television and they watch it with their eyes closed and their ears shut. It's amazing. It's amazing how that happens and to so many people. It's it's such a shame. I, I wish I knew the name of the disorder so that I could call it what it is, but it's really, we should pray for these people. It's such a shame. <laughs> Do not bite my computer. What are you doing? <laughs> He's trying to pull wires out. Stop it. No. If you just saw, we're on Skype right now and all of a sudden Christina's screen just goes like this and, <laughs> and there's one culprit. 
<laughs> it looks like I was on water my whole screen. <laughs> oh my gosh, it looked like something. <laughs> <laughs> so, the winner of this, mm. I don't even, our, the, 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 the cash cow, the prize of <laughs> us having to do this movie we asked the internet and they answered that the Christmas movie that we should review is Die Hard. Yep. And I want to say that as soon as Christina made the Instagram story, if you caught it about how I'm I'm so pissed off at these people. No, I didn't say I was pissed. I said I'm gonna I'm gonna lose my mind. So here I am. I can't find it. It's gone. You set yourself up for this as soon as i saw that i was like christina (laughs) (laughs) because as soon as you say you don't want it after i did that (laughs) because i know for a fact i will call you out specifically matthew hopkins answered the hey it's two girls poll saying die hard just to piss off stina so you, you you set yourself up for that one I nonchalantly called out one of my comedy friends, Nick Bailey. Nick, if you're listening, thanks, because you started this. He was like, that was when I said, you know who you are. And Nick DM'd me and he was like, listen, I don't even know who I am. I just picked a movie. (laughs) And here we are. (laughs) Well, before we go into this, do we want to discuss if this is actually a Christmas movie? Because that's very much up for debate. I think maybe we should get through the first part of our segment because I pulled up an article. Oh, we got, we, yeah, (laughs) you may have watched this at 6am, but you started Googling about the article right away. Yeah. Because I woke up at 6am to watch Die Hard. Hey, didn't have coffee this morning, had Die Hard this morning. I mean, you'll get the same effect. Yeah, pretty much. You know what I noticed? I'm getting old because this part of my forehead is starting to have like a little bit of a crease, which is going to turn into a wrinkle. Yeah, it's from that. It's from that. And I've noticed that I do that um, for a number of reasons. We're probably going to get the E because they curse in this movie. And I think I forget the rating on it, actually. Is it rated R? It's rated R. Yeah, so we're going to get the E. I make this face a lot of times when I listen to people and I'm like, what the fuck? And I just squint my face. And I also squint my face when I'm nervous. So when I'm watching a thriller, my whole face just scrunches in and I'm like, "Mm, what's happening? Mm." So I've noticed like, I need to chill out. So I'm like, I was like, let's pretend like we have Botox. So, you know, let's sit here like we cannot move our face. Relax, relax the eyebrow, relax the forehead. Yeah, I gotta take out my jade roller, roll them out, roll them out. And then I just kind of, so this movie taught me to zen to zen out sometimes. I have always had just three lines right on my forehead, and I've had them for a while. And it's because I'm constantly raising my eyebrows, and I have a very expressive face. And yeah, it's I get that. Yeah, you, you get that. Out of all I the years that. of knowing me, you know that I have a very expressive. Yeah, after face. like what twenty seven years of no twenty five years of friendship, a yeah. quarter of a century of friendship, I get it. You get it. So. I, I, too, found myself raising my eyebrows a lot and also being like, oh, no, oh, no, uh, 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 in the middle of the yeah. movie. Yeah, I had to, like, I had to chill out. I had to. I, I didn't pick the right movie to, like, practice chilling out. But the, the this movie, like many thrillers, has taught me to just chill out. 
So if you're wondering where you can currently stream Die Hard, it is on HBO Max. But let me tell you that at six o'clock in the morning without caffeine in my system, guess which app I opened up? Which one? HBO Go. (laughs) Just delete that. I don't know how to delete it off of my shield. So if anybody knows how to operate a shield, holler at your girl. Thank you. I love you very much, but sometimes you are very much a grandma, and I have to send you screen-recorded things on how to do things on social media. I knew how to do that (laughs) thing on Instagram. I just kept forgetting to do it. Oh, okay. (laughs) Because I do it now, but I I just keep forgetting. I have to write. That's where I'm a grandma. I have to write everything down. I can't type things out. I have to write things down. Oh, my God. That will never change. Did this get any awards? Before we go into that, I'd also like you to know that Die Hard 2, Die Harder is also on HBO Max. Which, yeah. Well, apparently people can resurrect in this film, so. (laughs) I don't think Hans Gruber is in that. Hans Gruber is very much dead. Yeah, I don't think there's any coming back from that. But you can get completely hung by a chain and then you still somehow come to life. Don't even get me started on my lows, please. (laughs) <laughs> Nicholas is in the other room and he's just like uh. <laughs> let, me, let me preface this by saying that I like this movie I never said I didn't I just didn't want to discuss it on our once a year <laughs> holiday episode but I digress so uh, I looked this up and this was actually nominated for some Oscars back in 1989 of course of course. But for best film editing, best sound effects, and best visual effects, which by 1989-88 standards were very high tech. Yeah, no, I, I definitely, I can see that because as I was watching it, I was like, oh, this is very cool. I like action movies. I never said I didn't. Actually, I'll take an action th- um, over like a horror movie any day of the week. I'm the other way around. I like a good horror movie. This level of anxiety balances me. It balances you. Yeah, because I, I puts like my anxieties into perspective. It's like, well, I could be trapped in a building with machine gun terrorists, or I could just get my work done on time. <laughs> puts things in perspective, you know? Uh, okay, I cannot wait to hear what your summary has to say. No, okay. So a Christmas party gone wrong as European terrorists commit to a hostile takeover at the Nakatomi Corporation in Los Angeles. An NYPD cop in for the holiday, to Los Angeles for the holiday, sneaks around the building hoping to save the day. Everyone who could possibly help in this situation is in disbelief, except for Sergeant Al Powell. With all odds against McLean, he still manages to become his idol, Roy Rogers. Yippee Kaye, motherfucker. <laughs> See, that was a nice summary. And as we all know, my summaries are not always objective. No, we, we uh, find out Christina's opinions in the summaries based on yeah, how well, she writes I'm them. I'm summarizing my opinions as well as the... <laughs> She does not stay neutral in the summaries. All right, so our main character is John McClane, played by Bruce Willis, who, to be honest, John McClane kind of sounds like a cowboy name. Just throwing that out there. He's in L.A. visiting his estranged wife and children during the Christmas holiday uh, when all hell breaks loose. 
He's NYPD, which becomes very clear as he communicates with these, like, Californians. His wife is Holly Gennaro McLean, played by Bonnie Bedelia. She's an exec at Nakatomi Corporation, a big Japanese real estate development firm, who is the target for this act of terrorism. The German terrorist group is run by Professor Snape, a.k.a. Hans Gruber, a.k.a. Alan Rickman. He and his horde... R.I.P. He and his horde of beautiful-haired cronies are following a very strategic and well-thought-out plan on how to steal from this company, but there's a fly in the ointment, John. Uh, John is on the radio is on radio communication with LAPD officer Al Powell, played by Reginald Vel, Vel Johnson, aka Uncle Winslow from Family Matters. Al mm-hmm. is the first responder, but he is he's getting undermined by Chief of Police Dwayne T. Robinson, played by Paul Gleason, aka the principal from Breakfast Club. He does not trust anything John says. When all John wants to do is save these people, and by people I mean his wife, and I cannot just pass up mentioning the limo driver argyle played by Deverell white because oh of course he definitely comes into play in this climax i don't think he just wants to save his wife i think he wants to help all these people escape the building yeah then why didn't he care i mean he got them off the roof but then he was like where's my wife then he jumped off the roof okay we'll get there we'll get there we'll get there okay (laughs) all right so we find out that the gruber gang wants the FBI to show up. And yes, I'm going to call them the Gruber gang throughout this climax because I don't know what else to call them. They want the FBI to show up. Why? Because they will cut the power grid, which will open up the seventh lock to the safe that is holding $640 million and also priceless works of art, including a Degas, which should just be on loan to a museum right now. I don't know why they have it just chilling in a safe like that with no proper like heat tech you know what i can't even get into that your major is showing i'm gonna um, that's me putting putting that to the back burner but that pissed me off all right this is exactly what happens and then they plan to blow up the hostages and the fbi on the roof and flee in a fake emergency vehicle that's in the basement in the garage sorry which our pal Argyle decides to run the Lincoln limo into, so they're not going anywhere at this point. We know that, but there's a lot more stuff going on upstairs. Because John is the fly in the ointment, that does not happen. The roof does not blow up with the hostages on it. The roof does blow up, but he gets all the hostages off the roof, and then he jumps off the roof just as it's exploding with a fire hose tied around him to get to the 30th floor because he's already kind of jumped through the elevator shafts. So might as well just jump off the roof at this point. Might as well. Might as well. So the Gruber gang is holding his wife down on the 30th floor because they found out that she is the reason John is there messing up their plan. Once he makes it to the 30th floor, after almost falling to his death again, he realizes he has two bullets and two bad guys left, because that's how, that's how our, uh, our movie should, uh, should line up. Two bullets, two bad guys, two girls, talking about Just it at like 9 a.m. real life. Just like real life. <laughs> so, John has a standoff with Hans Gruber and the other German guy, and you think that John has hit the wall, but no, 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 no. John taped a gun to his back with the two bullets, and he goes, pow, pow. Then there's a whole scene where they push Hans Gruber out of the window, 
and Hans Gruber falls to his death. Counterfeit bills fly everywhere. I'm assuming that they're counterfeit. They're not counterfeit. They're, not, they're real? Yeah, they're like, okay, this is how I think about it. Do you remember in Holes when they finally get the treasure chest and it has all of those like big bills that were like the old timey stocks? Right. That's what those were. Okay, so those flew everywhere. <laughs> John and Holly and the other hostages exit the building. John is united with his quote-unquote partner the chief of police explains to john mcclain that he will have a lot of answering to do responsible for several deaths the absolute impossible happens as carl's hanged and burnt body comes back to life i guess and tries to kill john mcclain because quote-unquote it's personal right sergeant al powell fights through his fear of never being able to fire a gun by firing multiple bullets into an already dead Carl. John McClane and his wife ride off into the night in a limo with his kick-ass limo driver who low-key helped save the day instead of into the sunset on a horse. It's close enough. <laughs> the fun will never stop. The fun will never stop. So IMDb gave it an 8.2 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes, the critics gave it a 94%, and the audience gave it a 94%. So they agree. They agree. That doesn't <laughs> happen too often. No, it doesn't. So this review is from 2006, 10 out of 10, Bruce Willis at his best. I really like this review. If you have not seen Die Hard, not only is there something seriously wrong with you, but you are also missing out on Bruce Willis looking his best. You see Willis running around in what can only be described as a vest and bare feet. Alan Rickman puts on a fantastic performance as a German terrorist leader, Hans Gruber. Check out the accent. This is by far the best work by John McTiernan, who has seemed to have gone downhill since doing Die Hard 3. I didn't even know there were three of them. Yeah. But hopefully we'll bounce back with some more great directing, perhaps Die Hard 4. Is there a Die Hard 4? I think so. I can only imagine that Die Hard 4 has got to be going in the same line of direction as Rocky 4, but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> uh, Die Hard is one of the best films that can be watched over and over again. Die Hard 2 and 3 don't quite compare to the original, but are worth a look. So, um, actually, Nick was talking about this. This was, like, Bruce Willis's first major movie role, and they, like... He was saying that they took a lot of um, risks with casting Bruce Willis in this role because he wasn't that well known at the time. But I think that he was casted perfectly for this. I don't think I could think of any other per other than like maybe Chuck Norris. I don't think I could think of any other person that would do this better than Bruce Willis. Again, I don't hate the movie. And as you noticed, I picked a review that didn't talk about it as a Christmas movie. Okay. On purpose. Go ahead. I will talk about, so I also picked an older review, which is interesting because yours is from 2006. This one's from 2015. This is a four-star review, and this is a super reviewer from Rotten Tomatoes, and he talked a lot, so I cut it off at a certain point because I was like, this guy is writing a freaking novel. Bring it in the hook. Okay. <clears throat> we are rapidly approaching Christmas. And with it comes the usual slew of articles and listicles about the greatest Christmas films. And regardless of what film may top said list, Whistle Down the Wind would be my personal choice. I've never heard of that before in my life. There is one thing 
of which you can almost be certain, Die Hard will be somewhere on those lists. In the 29 years since it first graced the silver screen, John McTiernan's Tour de France has become regarded not just as one of the definitive 1980s action films, but also the definitive alternative Christmas film. It is tempting to presume, in light of all of its inferior sequels, featuring an increasingly uninterested Bruce Willis, that the original... <laughs> I think that's a funny way to put it. That the original has become victim of its own hype. We remember it as being great, not because it is great, but because everything that has tried to imitate it has paled in comparison. It is certainly true, with the benefit of hindsight, that it is not quite the best action film of the 1980s. Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade would take that crown with Raiders and Mad Max 2 vying for second place, but it remains as a really entertaining, well-assembled spectacle with humor, bravado, and efficiency to spare. <laughs> so, this is a great segue. I thought that that was... <clears throat> very well written and then they started going into like how it's adapted off of a book which I was like I don't really care but I think that is a good way to <laughs> to say how yes this is a great alternative Christmas movie and let's now talk get into this debate is this a Christmas movie well I would also like to say that there's a cult following behind this movie yeah like it's not it's like you have your Rick and Morty you have your Spongebob Squarepants you have your like you have your South Park, you have your Die Hard. Like there's there's like certain things I've noticed that have cult followings. And like, I've learned this from the comment section of IMDB and also people like very passionately yelling at me, this is a Christmas movie. So I've yeah. learned through those examples that there is this like giant cult following behind it. But I think that there's people who follow the movie because they like Bruce Willis. Mm -hmm. I think there's people that follow the movie because they like action movies. And this is like the granddaddy of action movies. And I think that people like this hybrid of like, I wanna watch a movie that I like around the holidays. And if you like action, this is kind of your sweet spot. So I think people like the movie for different reasons. Let me start there. Can I also throw in, I think that people like this movie because d Christmas movies are very much like feel-good movies. That's why we watched 24 Hours of Christmas Story on repeat on Christmas Day. And I know people hate that movie. So I feel like this is like the injection of something different in the sea of Christmas movies. Yeah, but so here's the thing. When you create a movie... <laughs> Right. Yeah. You have your plot. You have your characters. You have your your ending all in the script. You have the genre of the movie figured out, and there are certain qualities of a genre that get carried out. Yeah. If you were to say, "Is this a comedy?" You know that I would crucify the person who said that because it's not true. There's no element. There's comic relief. But there's no elements. This is an example. If you were to say that this was an action movie. Yes, thriller, maybe mostly action, I think, right? I mean, it's called Die Hard. Like, I don't think you're getting anything else. Yeah. But, like, when you think about the elements of a, of a holiday movie, um, I think that they are there in the beginning. Okay? So yeah. I will say absolutely that they're there in the beginning. They dwindle down, and then we see a Christmas tree fall. <laughs> 
no, no, no. We see um, one of the Gruber boys with, uh, now I have a machine gun, ho, 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 and a Santa hat on the dead body. That's yes. how we know it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's it. Got it. Got Nick, it got I was it. watching this with Nick, and he, he turned to me. He's like, that's why this is a Christmas movie. I'm like, this is why it's a Christmas movie? I think it's it's an action movie with Christmas surrounded by it. So it gets grouped into the Christmas movie genre. But really, it's an action movie with Christmas elements. But I feel like it's a... During the Christmas time, people are tired of fe- watching feel-good movies, so they want to watch an action movie, and they pick Die Hard. Yeah, but you still feel good at the end of this. Yeah. I mean, all action movies have, like, a happy ending where the protagonist is like, ha, we got the bad guy. Let's... Not always, but and then he, most of the time. And then he, like, kisses the, the love interest, and then they, like, drive off into the sunset. Yeah, specifically drive off, not ride off. So, depends. Depends on what we're we're talking about. But I just so I I always go back and forth with this. Like I I can't I I can't be passionate if I if I'm like in the middle, right? Or I could just be passionate about being in the middle. Yeah. But it makes I don't think that the original idea of genre was like let's make a holiday action movie. I think they were like, let's make an action movie and let's center it around a specific holiday. However, I don't see this movie being watched any other time of year. So that's why I'm in the middle. I can see people watching it any time of year, but I will say that the book that it is based off of Mm -hmm. was centered around Christmas. That's why the Christmas element came into it. But was the book a holiday book or was it an action book? And it was set in the time of Christmas. It, it was an action thriller that was set in the time of Christmas. Right. So that follows suit with what I just said. It, it's, it's a, the genre is action, but it's not, the genre is not a holiday genre. We're not, it's clearly not a Hallmark movie. And I'm not saying that Hallmark has no. like the monopoly of holiday movies. They don't. I'm not a fan. Me neither. Uh, thank you. Thank, let me just say thank God, because I was counting my blessings that we didn't have to watch a Hallmark. I shouldn't even say it. Yeah, it's, say it. We're not doing this next year. We cannot. Listen, I know plenty of people who love Hallmark movies. I, like, my mother herself loves Hallmark movies. And I'm not going to poop on anyone who likes Hallmark movies. That's not my place. We all like what we like. But I personally am not a fan but if i'm like at a christmas party and they have it on the background and you need something fluffy to watch i i understand the time and the place of things kind of like how i understand the time and the place of die hard like i get it i well right so that was this is like my journey of getting it i um i just i'm really grateful that we didn't have to watch a hallmark movie for this and like actually dissect it is my point with why i said that but yeah. i'm just i i that's so that's why i'm kind of like caught in the middle okay do you feel like you're caught in the middle or do Um, you feel like you're you're like okay this is this makes sense like after watching this i get it and i feel like sure we can let this be a christmas movie i'm i'm very lax with my allowance of what's a christmas movie i'm like fine so here's um a little bit more of a reason as to why i wasn't sure but i'm leaning more towards the fact of like accepting it right because i was like what is the piece here 
that makes it connect because it can't just be the Christmas trees in the background or the fact that it takes place during a holiday party or even the dead body with the Santa hat on. Like the something has to be, I must be missing something and I I can't understand why. So I went on IMDb Mm -hmm. to, to pull up the stuff for our outline and on the side was an article titled Die Hard Director Explains How Bruce Willis' Action Classic Became a Christmas Movie. Okay, this is on movie movieweb.com. And the article was written by, I, I'm sorry, I might <clears throat> butcher this, uh, Niraj Chand. Okay. And it was from this year, December 19th, 2020. It just came, oh my God, it came out yesterday. <laughs> wow. I'm really up to date. My review might be like 15 years old, but my research is fresh. Okay, so... They introduce this whole idea of Die Hard as like a Christmas movie and kind of similar to your review. So the in a video with AFI, McTiernan revealed how the original premise for Die Hard was vastly different from what the movie ended up being. Okay, Joel Silver sent me the script three, four times, and it was about these horrible left terrorists that came into the sort of Valhalla of capitalism, Los Angeles, and they bring their guns and evil ways and they shoot up people just celebrating Christmas. Terrible people, awful. And it was really about the stern face of authority stepping in to put things right again, you know? And I keep saying, Joel, I don't want to make that. So he wanted the movie to be different, less hard-boiled, and they came up with a plan infusing the script with the spirit of Christmas, actually taking cues from It's a Wonderful Life, particularly in the film's quote-unquote Pottersville sequence where, quote, the evil banker gets to do what he wants in the community with George Jimmy Stewart without him getting in the way of it. So that's like very much, so then I was like, okay, these are starting to come together. So then the director added, I went to Jewel and said, okay, if you want to make this terrorist movie, I want to make it so that when the hero in the first scene, when the limo driver apologizes that he's never been in a limo before, the hero says, it's all right, I've never ridden in a limo before. Okay, working class hero. And Joel understood what I meant and he said, okay, and we started to work on it. And in fact, everybody, as they came to work on the movie, began to get, as I said, this idea that this movie is an escapee. And there was a joy in it because we changed the content. And that's how Die Hard became. We hadn't intended for it to be a Christmas movie, but the joy that came from it is what turned it into a Christmas movie. And that's really the best I can tell you about it. So this article from the director was like the piece that I needed. That, that was, was the, the that was the tipping the tipping sold. point. Yeah. That was the piece that, because I couldn't figure it out. And then when he started talking about A Wonderful Life, I was like, oh, okay. You know I kind of see now. You know what's really funny? As soon as this was done, I was like, I want to watch, like, I want to continue watching Christmas movies. And what did I put on? It's A Wonderful Life. Did so did you catch any? Did you see any, like, uh, similarities? I guess so. I guess, like, the... The big exec is like the the cocaine guy. The cocaine guy was kind of like Potter in a way. Winston, do you smoke crack cocaine? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so I could see some similarities there, but that's that's interesting. So that's how I kind of was like piecing it together. I think I, that article kind of like sealed the deal for me, and it's like. 
I get, I also like get like, we made this movie and like, I think part of like the fandom made it a Christmas movie. Like you have all these, I'm going to say it now, you have all these stands of Die Hard, <laughs> right? You see? You see? I'm cool and hip. And they, I guess, stand out, right? I'm losing it. Yeah. And I think that I think people create things and they don't necessarily see the effect and the impact that it's going to have on an audience, on a society, on a culture, and how it's going to affect pop culture. And I think that fans were like, I want, this is a Christmas movie now. Yeah, that's yeah. where I'm at. I agree. So does that, is that part of a high? Like, or do well, we have a separate set of highs and lows here? I, my highs and lows are short. I'm not, because I, I wanted to spend some time, like, talking about the article. I want to preface this. I feel like we have to be very lax with our lows. Like, we can't get nitpicky with the lows, because I'm if not. we sat here and picked out all of the moments, which I may have done while watching it, but I'm not going to tell you guys <laughs> it. Like, you could be here forever. But that's not the point of this movie. Well, now I'm kind of interested because I didn't really have that many lows because I, so, okay, this is how I feel about it. If you're watching an action adventure movie, you cannot expect realism all the time. Yeah. There's just certain elements of realism. And I think this movie took the elements of realism, a working class hero, that he was with the NYPD, that he only had one gun on him and he had to earn his machine guns. He wasn't like, whoops, look at this. Yeah like so there were certain elements of realism and then there are certain elements of like oh this is an action adventure movie like oh he was behind this crate and now he's not because it's an element of surprise from an action adventure movie not because it's damn near impossible yeah my okay my one low which was like i don't get how this happened how many explosions were in this movie so many Okay, when he drops the bomb down to the bottom floors, the building should have fallen over at that point. If you had that huge of an explosion on one of the lower level floors, that would completely disrupt the foundation of the building and that building would come toppling down. But it did not. Correct, it did not. So that's the one thing that pissed me off. I was like, why? Why? But you know what? It's also like I can... I can move that. I can I can look past that because I did have a few highs on this. It's okay, Danielle. It was a tiny plastic explosive. Oh, but it made the biggest explosion ever. Building should come tumbling down. So, <laughs> was that was that your was that the low that you wanted to? That was up, the was low. It? Like that was me not being nitpicky, but that was the one low in my mind. I was like, why? And then you had the big explosion on the roof, and no one should have survived that, but it seems like people did, and the explosions were a little too much for me. Uh, You know what? I can't even say that. It's a thriller. It's an action thriller movie. You need the explosions. I was just going to say, you could take that from Ford versus Ferrari, right? So, like, those explosions, you're absolutely right. That was based on a true story. Yeah. This is action-adventure. It's meant to have it. If anything, there should have been more. My only low is that there should have been more (laughs) explosions. (laughs) Okay. Um, okay, let me go through my highs because they're really quick. First of all, the Gruber gang boys, <clears throat> they're trendy as fuck. Like, their outfits are in right now, and I'd wear all of them. Actually, right now, I kind of 
<laughs> you can see it. I'm wearing gray sweatpants and a gray sweater. All I'm missing is like a blonde bowl cut and some big glasses. And I'd be the one guy with all the uh, detonators and put a Santa hat on me. And right now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. And I would be the dead body. Um, they also have beautiful hair, but that's I need to know what they do to that hair. Um, I found it this whole movie very entertaining. It was perfectly 80s to me. Like the the set, the waterfall in the middle of the the office, that's so 80s and I love it. Um and it did really get me like ugh, like I know Bruce Willis isn't going to fall down this elevator shaft right now, but damn it, why are you hanging on by the machine gun handle? It's freaking me out and it's about to fall and it just it got me every time. Also, I would like to say that this was a two hour and 13 minute movie, but it flew by. Like, I did not realize. Yeah. Like, I sat there throughout the whole thing was like, well, what's going to happen next? And I did not feel like, like, oh my God, why is this two hours? Yeah, no, I agree. I was, um, I paused it to check on the dog because I woke up <clears> early. I was like, let me hit pause. And I looked at the television. I was like, oh my God, I'm halfway through the movie already. Yeah the timing it really it was able to keep it, nothing lagged like it really kept your attention the whole way through which is how an action movie absolutely should be okay. and so that's I why i said like it's the granddaddy of action movies because i just feel like all of the elements are there and they're consistent and the theme is consistent throughout okay i loved the holiday music throughout i mm-hmm. thought it was great like i think they played ode to joy at the end and then maybe it was like joy to the world when the bad guys open up the vault that they wanted. I thought that was a nice, uh, and then run DMC in the limo. I thought those were all nice touches of Christmas holiday music throughout. I agree. Um, did you see the credits at the end? Maybe a little bit. Okay. So there's a whole section that says terrorists and then it lists all the characters. (laughs) Yes, I did see that. And I started laughing because I've never seen like a categorized list of actors before like that. I don't think <laughs> um, you you had said a couple of my highs already. I just I really liked the um, the relationship between the sergeant and McLean. I thought that was great how they were like slowly becoming um, friends. And I always think that Alan Rickman is excellent. He's an excellent bad guy. He's like one of the best bad guys. Yeah. Even in the Love Actually, which is a traditional Christmas movie, a traditional romantic comedy. You've never seen Love Actually? I've never seen Love Actually. You know what? I can't speak because I saw it only when I was in college, maybe like 2013. And I texted my friend about it. I was like, oh my God, I just saw Love Actually, great movie. And she's like, what rock have you been living under that you are just seeing Love Actually now? And it is a really great movie. Maybe uh, next Christmas we'll do some Love Actually. Mm-hmm. Maybe, we may have to. Snack, Snack break. break. What did you eat? So you actually called me while I was picking up my dinner, which is what I ate while watching this, which was pizza. And then I had a glass of red wine with it. That That's a great celebratory, tis the season meal. And the red wine is festive because it's red. It's festive. <laughs> you could have had red and white for Santa's hat. 
I don't, uh, yeah, I thought about having a second glass of wine, but I was just like, nah, I'll just have one. Okay, I think you're going to like this one. Okay. I woke up this morning and I told you I was going to have a protein bar, which would have been festive because I just bought, not sponsored, RX Bars gingerbread. How are they? They're pretty good. They're pretty good. They're a little like um, mushy. They're not as like tough as the other ones, but I like them and they're not too sweet. Do they beat out the maple sea salt RX bar? Mm, uh, No. 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 I think if you were to ask me, I would say maple sea salt mixed berry gingerbread are my top three. Yeah. But I forgot that my mom got me a pumpkin bagel. And she took half. So I... Wait a second. Wait a second. Where do you get a pumpkin bagel? I don't know. I I don't know. She's like, I got you two bagels. So I had the everything one yesterday and I made myself a sandwich with it for... Because I haven't had bagels. I haven't eaten carbs like that so long. So good. Right? Yeah. So I took... um, I took the half of the bagel and I cut it in half because she cut it. She's not like a savage where she's like, I'm going to take the top half and I'm leaving you with the bottom. I hate you kind of thing. Right. That's what I assume that people hate me. <laughs> no, like, you got to cut one it half da- of this bagel. Yeah. You don't cut it in half like um, horizontally. You cut it vertically. Right. And yeah. then you get to decide if you just want to eat it or if you want to cut that in half and, you know, have at it. So I toasted it very lightly. I have this coconut butter Mm -hmm. and I put that on there and I mix in the coconut butter, a dash of nutmeg and a dash of cinnamon. Ooh. Yep. And I basically created a pumpkin spice bagel. That sounds amazing. Wait, uh, you really need to ask your mom where you got, where she got the pumpkin bagel because I need it. I will. And I will text you. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you. It's not sweet either. It's not like the French toast bagel. So Danielle and I live in New Jersey, as many of you know, and we have like the best bagels. It's probably something in the water. So it, we talk it about is something in the water. The That's why our breads are so good. That's why our bread, our pizza, our bagels are so good. It's the water. It's true. But you don't drink the water. But it's probably tap water and all those things. Probably. it's We have the mobs to thank for that, for throwing so many bodies <laughs> into our water and ruining it. But that, let's not get into that. <laughs> That's fair, yeah. Let's, uh, whew, all right. Is it hot here? I don't know. <laughs> hot takes, hot takes, hot takes. All right. Um, <laughs> so, but it's not sweet like the French toast bagel that we used to have, which was basically like a crossover of like a donut and a bagel, like the consistency of the bagel. But remember, it had like the sugar, the brown sugar on top that was like crusted. Well, an, yeah. a French toast bagel is an egg bagel and it has like syrup on top and then it has the powdered sugar and it's delicious. And probably some cinnamon yeah. on top too. It's delicious. It's a very yes, specific type of bagel. Sweet like that. It was not sweet like that. See, that's how I like my pumpkin spice. I don't like pump. I don't, you know what? I can't even go into it. I've definitely talked about this on the podcast about how I like my pumpkin spice, but that sounds amazing and I want it and I need to figure out where that is and I need to go and get it. Um, it's actually funny you're mentioning bagels. Nick's, Nick is currently out getting us bagels right now. Oh, nice. So yeah, if you are not from this area and if you ever decide to come to either New York or New Jersey on vacation when that's possible, get yourself a bagel specifically a either a bacon egg and cheese or a taylor ham egg and cheese that is the move 
Yes. Also, DM us and we'll tell you where to go get a bagel. Well, we will direct you to the nearest bagel. <laughs> yeah, we will we will not. We have a segment on our show about food. You can trust us. Don't worry. We'll lead you to the best pizza and the best bagels. Mm. Expectation versus reality. Was this the first time you saw Die Hard? Yes. And this was the first okay. time you saw Die Hard too. No. You hadn't, you'd seen Die Hard before this? Yes. Oh, I thought you'd never seen it before. No. So I, I've already seen this movie, but I'm going to, Steve, I'm reaching out to you. I, it was a very long time ago. It was probably like 10 years or more ago. Okay. I feel like, Steve, fact check me on this if you're listening. Um, I feel like I watched this one with the boys, like in high school, like maybe junior or senior year of high school. I feel like. Steve was there, Chris was there, Rob was there, Joe was there, John was there. I feel like I was just with the guys and we were watching this and it was on like late at night. I feel like I remember like watching it in somebody's house or somebody's basement. I cannot remember. If you are watching, if you are listening to this and you do not know Christina, I would like you all to know that I am Christina's probably sole girlfriend. Actually, not at this point, but at that point I was your... Christina hung out with the boys, and I I didn't understand it. Why didn't you understand it? They were nice. They were they, nice. They still are. Most of them are still nice. I really like all of them. Yeah, I'm, I was the uh, the female friendship on the side. My female companion. Exactly. <laughs> so this was my group of friends in... Um, in high school and we hung out a lot and a lot of them loved like Steve Steve was a film major so a lot of us liked to watch movies but I think some of them may have may not have been thrusted upon us I think this was thrusted upon me at the time and I just happened to be there and I was like oh okay and then I remember watching it and thinking to myself a movie that makes my heart race and here we are so here, I'm basing it off of the things that I forgot about the movie. Okay. Like, so I I watched it already, but it was so long ago. So I forgot the many uses of Christmas references here. Like, I because, like, in the main parts of the movie, the uh, you know, the, the guy with the Santa hat on, but, like, I didn't remember the beginning with, like, all of the other Christmas elements. Like, I just remembered that it was a holiday party. So I forgot about that. I forgot about the total incompetence and lack of belief of the police department and the FBI in this movie. And I forgot about Ellis and how um, this is like an idiot that I'm sure we've all met at a college party, but like now he has a salary. We've met him in real life. Let's be real here. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah. I'm saying we probably met Ellis at a college party, but like now he's in, this is him as an adult with a salary. Yeah. So those are the things that I forgot and then, like, remembered. So (laughs) as someone who has never watched this movie before, I went into this a little bit negatively. (gasps) I will say why. It's because I am not crazy about action movies. Usually, because with action movies, there's very little comic relief. And the plot line gets so convoluted that I cannot keep track of it. And the biggest culprit of this is Inception, because still to this day, I cannot tell you what happens in Inception. (laughs) That being said, I really did enjoy this movie because the comic relief was there and the plot line, I understood it. I could keep track of it. Okay, I got it. Got it. 
I was very pleasantly surprised at this movie. I thought that John's lines hit and they were very, very funny, hysterical. While watching this, I turned to Nicholas and I was like, if anything, I think this movie is a cautionary tale for New Yorkers not to go to L.A. Because we have an excellent yes. example of high anxiety New York versus L.A. blasé, which is like, oh, you know, you know, we're going to have to uh, charge you because this is an FCC violation of like calling an emergency line when there's no emergency. Meanwhile, there's gun shooting off in the background. What an idiot. So I was very pleasantly surprised at this movie. I really, really enjoyed it. And I thought it was it was a lot of fun. Good. I also enjoyed it. So did you have an IRL moment? <laughs> I mentioned to the, this to you while I was on the phone with you the other day. It has snowed here in New Jersey, New York. Mm-hmm. And I was walking to go get some coffee the other day. And I was not wearing the proper socks. And I also have some very weak ankles. So by the time I got back from going to get coffee and to go to the coffee shop and come back, my entire ankle was covered in blood. Covered in blood. And I have two, I have three huge blisters on both of my ankles. And I am now, I went Christmas shopping the other day and I have been hobbling around Hoboken. I honestly thought maybe I should get crutches because my ankle is so bad. Okay, do you remember earlier when I said like action movies help us put things in perspective? This is it? Because I'm. You have no (laughs) perspective. You're comparing firing machine guns and walking on glass and getting murdered. To snow boots. Yeah. You know what? Bruce Willis did this all barefoot. And he got glass, (laughs) shards of glass in the bottom of his feet. And by the end of it, he was hobbling around. Right now, I feel like I'm hobbling around. And it's almost Christmas. Basically, Danielle's shopping trip is Die Hard 5. (laughs) Yeah. John McTiernan, call me up. I got a great baseline. I have a great plot line for you. In a world... Where Christmas is only a few days away. <laughs> and Danielle thought that she was done with her Christmas shopping, but she wasn't. Amazon has come in too late. Danielle does not know what to do. She put on her new snow boots. It looked like, like I actually tracked blood all over my kitchen and bathroom because it was just gushing off of my foot. Did you also, like, crawl in? Was there a trail of blood behind you? <sighs> yeah, I was actually wearing a guinea tee, and it started out white, and then it turned into a nice shade of brown. <laughs> instant, instant. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Costume change? <laughs> How does it turn into that shade of green? I don't understand. I also don't remember if I said this in the lows, but my main low, I'm just bringing it up now, is that Carl was so dead. <laughs> I don't, I don't get that. He was hung from a chain. How do you survive from that? And not only that, but we saw him hung, he hanged, actually. The, hanged the proper, is the, is hanged. Is the hanged. correct word. Um, uh, so he was hanging from the, the chain when everybody was funneling back in from the roof. Yeah. So, like, we saw him dead twice. <laughs> he was a dead body. He was a dead body hanging there. That's why I said he resurrected, because I, I don't have an answer yeah. other than that. I don't get it. So you were actually a part of my IRL moment. And I don't, I guess you didn't realize it. And you probably still don't realize it. Actually, Nicholas was there too. My very first stand-up show. Yes. Danielle and Nick came. 
and I did a joke about traffic. Yes, you did. And that joke is derived from Die Hard. So I told a joke about traffic, not gonna do the joke now. Been a long time since I've done stand-up comedy, well over a year because pandemic. But I told a joke about how when people are just sitting in traffic for hours and it's rush hour when nobody's rushing and everybody's standing still and you're just trying to figure out like what could have possibly happened to make this as awful as it is. Yeah. And so part of the joke, I was like, because I want to see like almost death experiences with like an explosion and something on fire and Bruce fucking Willis jumping out of the flames. That was a diehard reference when he jumps off of the building out of the explosion. So that's how I use Die Hard in my real life. <laughs> right over my head at that time. Because laughed at the joke. I did laugh at it because, like, I get Bruce Willis jumping out of flames. Like, that's very... If we're thinking about Bruce Willis, he's going to be jumping out of flames. But I did not realize <laughs> that it was a specific reference to Die Hard. Yeah, no, this was, like, the first Bruce Willis film that I've ever seen. So I was like, he jumps out of explosions. That's, like, what I'm looking for when I'm in traffic. That's what I'm looking. That's my. That's how I'll be satisfied for sitting here for two hours. I'm trying to think. What's the first Bruce Willis movie that I've ever seen? I just knew that he was married to Demi, and they had three kids. It probably was The Sixth Sense. Oh wait a minute! (laughs) Now I don't know. Now I don't know which one I saw first. Yeah. But I can promise you that this joke was from watching Die Hard. Makes sense. Ten years ago. Ooh, I also watched Armageddon back in the day, though. So, we did it. We did it all. We did it. We did everything. My bagel just arrived. This Oh, your bagel. Oh, very nice. Yeah, I got a so, nice bacon, egg, and cheese. Like my review said, if you haven't seen Die Hard, there's, not, there's something wrong with you. Try, I feel like you can't, like, people either like it, they don't like it, they think it's a Christmas movie, or they don't think it's a Christmas movie, but everybody has an opinion on it, because it's a movie that everybody has to see. So, go check out Die Hard. Right now, it's on HBO Max. Yep. Thanks, everybody. So, I'm so, I'm really just, um, I'm not gonna cry, because <laughs> I'm not, I've, I've used up all my stress tears, so I have no emotion tears <laughs> left. Like, I took them out of my emotional bank and used them up for, like, stress time, because end of the semester, right? Yeah. But I'm really just overjoyed and just kept thinking about how awesome and wonderful it is that people voted and commented danielle and i were like if we get one vote like that's the movie we'll do so i'm just overwhelmed with joy much like how the director spoke about die hard so thank you all very much yes thank you all so much for everyone who made a submission and sorry if i bullied you into making submissions because i definitely (laughs) did that to some people Well, we appreciate your voluntary or involuntary (laughs) submission. What's Christmas if not a if not with a little bit of bullying? What's yeah? What is what is a holiday season without a little guilt? Huh? What are you doing? Exactly. Doesn't sound like a Christmas to me. (laughs) So you know, everybody have a wonderful. If you celebrate Christmas, celebrate Hanukkah. If you celebrate whatever you celebrate, are there any other? I said Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Christmas. Am I missing any? New Year's, Winter Solstice. Winter solstice, 
anything in between, if you celebrate any of those holidays, whatever you celebrate, we hope it's happy. We hope it's safe. Yep. And we hope you are sound, sound and, individuals. And we, and this is officially our last episode of the new year. So we will catch you next year. 2021, will you think about me? Cannot hear the, the word 2021 without that Vampire Weekend song singing in my head. I'm going to be singing it all year next year. Thank you, Ezra. All right. And on that note. <laughs> so uh, check us out. Hey, it's two girls on Instagram and Twitter. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Classic Stina. Danielle's on Instagram at Danielle Kobianki. Send us an email. Listen, if you have suggestions, January is pretty much set. But if there's something you want to see and you're very passionate about it, we might switch it up or we add can, it to February. We can so, move it around. Seven, yeah, we can. We'll do a little shuffle. We're more flexible. Yeah, the Cupid shuffle. We'll figure it out. God, you need to <laughs> hey, go to a wedding. You haven't been to a wedding in so long. I know, right? It's a. Uh, I'm, I'm starting to get itchy. <laughs> so send us an email at two girls watch TV at gmail.com. Check out the blog, Dear Coffee Donuts, and the YouTube channel, Two Girls Drink Beer. This airs this Friday, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so this Wednesday, Christmas beer, Heaven Hell Hoboken, watch the YouTube video to get the full story. Okay. All right. Well, everyone, enjoy your holidays, and I hope you have a great weekend. Yes. A long weekend. Yes. Can't wait. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. What's up?